0: From Japan, I'm Frank Ling. And from Chicago, Illinois, I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right, it's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Danica McKellar will join us to discuss hot math. So stay tuned for all of this, plus the Grokatron 5000, and our world-famous question a week, coming right up here on the Grok's Science Show. The Grox Science Show. Well, the world of mathematics may often seem intimidating and daunting, even for the savviest mathematician. Now, imagine how much more unapproachable it can seem when you're first learning the subject. Well, luckily helping to break down these barriers is Ms. Danica McKellar. Ms. McKellar is perhaps most familiar to most as the actress who played Winnie on the hit show The Wonder Years, but she has since gone on to become an accomplished mathematician, authoring numerous books for young girls on the subject, including her most recent book, Hot X.
1: And she comes with very impressive mathematic credentials, and she has even co-authored her own theorem on two-dimensional magnetism, and and it actually bears her name. So, um, Ms. McKellar, how are you today? I am great, thanks, how are you? Oh, I'm wonderful, thank you for joining us today. Um, What's interesting about you is that you have a career trajectory that is just so off-kilter for your average Hollywood starlet or even your average mathematician. So how does one go from being Winnie to having their own theorem?
2: Well, uh, you know, it was unexpected for me, too. When I went to UCLA, my intention was to be a film major. (laughs) But I took a couple math classes, and I got hooked. And I I remember thinking, this is unusual. (laughs) I'm really going to give up acting for a while to do math. But to me, I felt like a rock star. I felt so smart in these math classes. And it really gave me an opportunity to redefine myself. A lot of child actors go through um, quite an identity crisis after their hit TV show ends. Mm -hmm. And this was how I circumvented those problems. I found that I loved feeling smart. And it gave me a a real way to ground myself and my self-esteem in something that had nothing to do with Hollywood.
1: That is so healthy. Was there an adult who actually got you excited about the math?
2: Well, in seventh grade, I struggled with math quite a bit, Mm -hmm. actually, and a teacher came in midway through the year who made a huge difference to me. She made math fun and friendly and accessible and just not so scary anymore. You know, math has this, this horrible image out there of being too hard and too scary and intimidating and not relevant and just all sorts of horrible things. And this teacher presented it in a different kind of way. She just made it really fun. And that's what I aim to give the girls who read my books. Like, you know what? It doesn't have to be so bad. I'll show you how to do it, and we can have a fun girl-to-girl conversation and and get through this together.
1: I love that. So before we talk about your book, I want to know more about your theorem. What's it called? And tell me more about it, because I will never do it justice.
2: (laughs) So um, when I was a junior in college, I had a professor recognize that myself and another student were particularly driven. And he wanted to give us the opportunity to co-author a research paper to do some actually original research. He said, mm-hmm. look, here's this theorem that I think might be true, and I want you guys to figure it out. And so he would give us guidance. Um, he would say, here, try working on, try to solve it maybe, you know, in this kind of way. And then we'd work on it, and we'd come up with some other things. And we'd show him our work every few weeks. And it was a long process. Sure. Um, Brandy Wynn and I worked on it for almost a year, mm-hmm. every day and eventually it became known as the Shays McKellar wind Theorem. Wow. But its technical title is actually uh, much longer. The technical title is Percolation and Gibbs-State Multiplicity for Ferromagnetic Ashken-Teller Models on Z2, which Z2 is a two-dimensional plane of integers. So it was a, quite a process, but it was really... Really great experience, and I'm glad I got to do it. I got to be a professional mathematician for a while.
1: That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Can you give us a Reader's Digest version of what the theorem actually is about?
2: Um, yeah, it's a characterization theorem about magnetic material. Mm-hmm. So it's like we take a mathematical model, a two dimensional mathematical model of magnetic material, and said, well, what properties does it have at this temperature and that temperature, and can we come up with a correlation between the two, between a couple different properties? With regard to temperature, and that's what we did. It was a characterization theorem that related uh, something called percolation to something called Gibbs states multiplicity, which are two different kinds of properties that a probability space can have. It would take a long time, but wow. actually, there's a PDF of it on my website at danmekeller.com. If you go to the mathematics page, you can find a PDF.
1: I mean, that's really excited to actually have that.
2: Yeah, it was great.
1: So one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, I'm I'm very impressed with your advocacy with girls and math. And so you you have these three books now. And besides the obvious subject matter, what's different about Hot X in comparison to your other two books? And really what makes them different than any other math help books?
2: Well, all three books are very different from most math help books because, as you can see, they look more like teen magazines than math books from the outside. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of those types of elements on the inside as well. I have personality quizzes, like in the first book, In Math Doesn't Suck, Are You a Mathophobe? Take this quiz and find out. In the latest book, Hot X Algebra Exposed, I have, um, you know, Are You Bold or Shy? Mm-hmm. Uh, take this quiz. And of course, in all these quizzes, there are, I have an ulterior motive, <laughs> which has to do with encouraging girls to want to be smart and capable and take control of their lives. So, Are You Bold or Shy? Part of it has to do with, like, Raise your hand. Ask a question when you're confused. Mm-hmm. Be bold. When you do that, you're being a leader because there's tons of other people in the same ha- who have the same questions. They're just too afraid to raise their hand. So you be the one to raise your hand and be and you know, be brave about it. Uh, so I, I mix in all this stuff because that's what kids are going through at that age. Sure. It's the question, who am I?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so, so not only do I teach math in the context of things they're already thinking about, like popularity and boys, and I actually create analogies and stories to help them remember the math concepts in those with using those topics. And that that's a lot of fun. And then I also just have other sidebars talking about stuff like you know, like the Twilight movies. Like, let's <laughs> break this down for a second, guys. <laughs> you know? they it may be entertaining, but just make sure that you know it's fiction and if a guy ever treated you like this in the least bit, you know, run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just know that, you know, that these movies prey upon Our hormones that are changing. You know, guys have hormones that make them think about sex and killing things, you know, playing violent (laughs) video games. Girls have hormones rushing through our bodies too. People just don't talk about it as much. For us, at that age, they make us want to be whisked away and, you know, some sort of romantic, impossible storyline. And movies like Twilight prey upon that, which is fine. That's why it's so successful. Mm -hmm. But let's just think about this for a second, guys. Remember that it's not for real life.
1: So one of the things, you kind of touched on it um, in these books. It's how you try to make the abstract concrete. And I think my favorite example that you touched on is when you talked about crazy hormonal behavior when you're irrational and Mm -hmm. just going crazy and you're cranky and what have you. And I I love how you you explain it, actually, by relating it to reducing radical expression. So tell me about that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so that's, yeah, in the chapter where I teach square roots and other radicals. And when you reduce a square root, when you simplify it, the idea is you're pulling out the rational part of the number. Mm -hmm. If there's any perfect squares in there, you can pull that out, and you leave the irrational part behind. And I started off the chapter talking about writing in a journal. It's the benefits of writing in a journal. Sure. You know, because you can separate out. When you have all these feelings rushing through your body, writing it down, can really help you to sort out the stuff that makes sense from the stuff that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And you say, okay, well, here's where my feelings are coming from, and here's why I think they're this, but they're not, and that part's irrational. I don't have to worry about that. That was just a feeling that was surging through my body, but here's the part that's real, and here's what I should probably deal with. And having that delineation, it occurred to me that it would be fun to relate that to reducing and simplifying radicals, because that's the same thing you're doing. You're pulling out the rational from the irrational. And and it gives girls a context so that when they're, doing the math part it's a little more interesting
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely well and then they can relate to real day situations in their lives but at the same time it's also important because so many kids ask their teachers when am i ever going to use algebra here's a way to use it to explain it to actually understand (laughs) it's encouraging i mean
2: for the i mean to answer that question though when would i ever use this in real life that, you know, those are uh, different applications. You want to see, like, okay, so I'm decorating, I'm decorating for my pool party, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know what the diameter of the, what the, uh, the diagonal of the pool is, because I, I can't, there's nobody else to help me measure, but I can measure the, both the sides, because that I can do on my own, but the diagonal, I would have to have somebody else holding it on the other side, you know, for example, and here's how you use square roots in that, in that context. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's really, really important for teachers to have the answer to that question mm-hmm. in, in the topics that they teach. Because it's fun to make analogies to help remember things, but also it's a very valid question. Why do I need to know this? Sure. And uh, and having those answers. You know, when I teach percentages in, in uh, Chapter 15, one of my favorite examples in terms of real life is like, if you're at a sale that's a 50% off sale, and then it says, take an additional 20% off, mm-hmm. it sounds like you're getting a 70% off sale, but you're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're getting a 60% off sale, and just understanding how that works and why that's true is empowering. Absolutely. And, you know, and you need to know how to use a compound use of, of percents to do that. So that answers the, the best way you answer the question, when are you, when are you going to really use this in real life? Because there are answers.
1: And well, and the book's chock full of examples like that, which is, is great. Yeah. Well, do you really think that girls hate math?
2: Well, girls are trained to think they're supposed to hate math and that they're supposed to not like math. I mean, guys are kind of trained that way too, but not so much as girls. Girls are really told from a young age, in so many ways that math is not for them like if they're good at it that's a bonus of some sort Mm -hmm. but it's not really for them they don't get it it's okay they'll be fine and don't worry about it but face it if that's what the attitude was towards guys people would be more concerned about like wait a minute our country needs people to be good at math well how come those people can't be girls Mm -hmm. well they can be of course they can be there's just a lot of you know old habits die hard there's a lot of perception out there about who is supposed to be good at this stuff even for me, when I, when I got to UCLA, I was going to be a film major, and I, before I took my first math class, I was actually rather intimidated by the idea of taking math because I thought to myself, wait a minute, college math, that must be, like, really hard. That must just be impossible. Sure. And here I was. I graduated near the top of my class. And I got a 5 on the, the calculus BC, the APBC exam, mm-hmm. which is the hardest class you can take in math. I got the highest score you can get on it. And I thought I wouldn't be able to handle it. And when I think <laughs> back, well, who did I think could handle it back then? The guys. It was people who didn't look like me. It was guys mm-hmm. with pocket protectors and glasses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I didn't fit that image. And, even, and I ha- had all the encouragement in the world. I went to an all-girls school for most of my life. I, I had people around me telling me, you can do anything you want to do. And I still had that stigma in my own head about me not being able to handle the really hard math.
1: See, that's really interesting because I went to an all-girls school for high school as well. And I never noticed it. And I think in this situation, many of the girls wanted to be in the math club because we actually got to interact with boys then.
2: (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. It's a different twist on it, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But no, that's a rare situation, of course. But let's talk about Teen Talk Barbie.
2: Mm. So,
1: Teen yeah. Talk Barbie. What was it? Ninety-two.
2: <laughs> oh God, the one where the one that said, um, "I hate math." Oh, math is hard. Let's go oh, shopping. Right. Yeah. Teen math is
1: hard. Oh gosh.
2: <laughs> well, they pulled those off the shelves pretty quickly.
1: They did, and they tried to make up for it recently in February. A computer Engineer Barbie just came out. Yeah, I saw that. It's you, cute. Why yeah, I, I agree. Oh. I, I just hope they can make up for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they, it's, it's a different generation now, actually. Mm-hmm. So. That's so. true. That is
1: true. I don't want to admit that. But yes, that's true. I'm getting older.
2: <laughs> so. well, it's different little girls. That's <laughs> it's, true. I not say generation. It's a different set of little girls. It's true. So I've heard you say
1: in the past that there's pressure for middle girls, um, that you've actually heard them say themselves, that they really shouldn't try to appear too smart. Well, um, is that why you um, focused the book on, on them?
2: Well, here's what happened. When I was first writing Math Doesn't Suck, I was not aware of, of just how young girls were dumbing themselves down. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to get a sense about the perceptions of what it means to be a smart girl, what it means to be a dumb girl. And so I sent out all these surveys with the help of a bunch of teachers and administrators to different schools around the country asking the question, well, there were a few questions, but two of them were, what do you think of smart girls and what do you think of dumb girls? And almost universally to the question, what do you think of dumb girls, the answer came back the same. There's no such thing as dumb girls, they're just pretending to be dumb. Really? Yes. And that floored me. I thought, oh my gosh. And that's why in Kiss My Math, my second book, I have a whole section on why girls want to dumb themselves down. Like, sure. why is it? Because let's really face this. And I had to do some soul searching myself. I'm like, hmm, because I've done it. I mean, not a lot, mm-hmm. but, and it's been a while, but I've done it. Sure. And uh, I think most girls and women have at some point in their lives. Of course, of course. And so I had to go, okay, wh- why? Why do we think this is appealing? And what I came up with was, well, okay, the guys want to feel good about themselves, right? It's about their ego or them feeling smart, and I thought, well, so we think that we have to dumb ourselves down in order for them to feel smart. That's probably not true. I mean, I hope it's not true for most guys, it's certainly not true. Find out something, learn what he actually knows more about you than. you know ask him about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like make him feel smart that way, sure. If there's really nothing that he knows more about than you do, it's probably not a good match. <laughs> so, you know, look for those things. Don't look to dumb yourself down. Look to puff him up, if that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. but not by, by lessening yourself. It's not necessary. And the truth is, the more you dumb yourself down, the more, you know, let they, they say, how long can you wear a mask before your face conforms to the mask? Mm-hmm. You know, you'll start to feel dumb. You'll start to feel incapable of the easiest things because you have painted yourself into this corner of, It's just, oh, I just don't get it, you know, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. there's no reason for that because not only are you going to make yourself feel bad about yourself, but the truth is guys don't actually want idiot girlfriends. Sure, sure. They actually want somebody that they can have fun with and who is, especially if the the relationship becomes serious, who is going to make good decisions and have good advice to give and be a partner. Absolutely.
1: Now, when you did those surveys, what I'm curious about, did you ask the guys (laughs) what they thought about smart girls?
2: Yes, um, I did. Did say the same I, thing? a separate poll.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, yeah, it was 91% of guys
1: mm-hmm.
2: were like smart girls or said, yes, I like smart girls as long as they're not a show-off. Those were a couple different options I gave them. 9% of guys admitted that they wanted to be smarter than the girl they were with. Um, huh. It made them feel better. And so what I wrote was, <laughs> look, you have got 91% of guys that you could go after. If <laughs> you run into that one, that nine percent, run, go so run the other way.
1: So have, have, have educators come to you and, and and said, you know, help us develop our style of, of teaching, just to improve the practices of teaching. You would think that teachers would have a lot to learn from your approach.
2: Well, there's been a co- There's actually been a couple um, inquiries about that, but at this point, I'm not quite prepared to get involved in writing actual textbooks for schools mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you're very limited in what you can do, and I don't want a committee basically telling me what's kosher and what's not. Sure. You know, one thing that I really get from my books, although I know that it it's going it, to you know ultimately decreases sales because then it's not going to become part of a school system which is just, you know, ridiculously lucrative and all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then you have to do what they tell you to do. Yeah. You know, whereas now I can I can write directly from me to the girls. It, it's a direct line. Nobody else writes these books. There's no ghost writers. It's just me and it's it's the best feeling in the world. And it feels like this is why I was Promised Planet. I know there's people who are interested in capitalizing on the brand and everything mm-hmm. and but it's it's got to be on on my terms for now. You know. Sure, sure. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, if, there, if there's a way for it all to work together, that's fantastic. But for now, I'm, I remain skeptical and I remain more interested in just um, directly communicating to the girls because I know I can do a lot of good this way. I think it's
1: great. Now, um, what about the critics that say, okay, all these quizzes about boy craziness and shyness, what does that have to do with math? What would you tell them?
2: My books are a lot more than about math. That's why. they are They're about self-esteem and they're about girls becoming fully realized young women who Make good decisions about their lives and who know that being smart is part of being fabulous. Mm-hmm. And all, like I said before, all those quizzes, they all have hidden messages and hidden agendas mm-hmm. for making girls want to be more assertive and strong and bold and self assured. And that's what all those quizzes are about. That's, are you bold or shy? Take this quiz and find out. Are you a mathophobe? Are you, do you pick supportive friends That's the mm-hmm. quiz and kiss my math? Yeah, all that stuff's in there for a reason it's very carefully crafted
1: (laughs) so without a doubt this is girly girly book and I I love that and I mean that it's girly in a Miss Piggy kind of a way as in it's feminine and charming but it's bold and relentless and if she (laughs) thinks that you're trying to get in her way she's going to kick your ass Um, (laughs) Yeah, and I love that but do you worry also about the possible critics who might accuse you of reinforcing some of these stereotypes that all teenage girls are boy crazy or that they're obsessed with clothes
2: well if you look at the boy crazy section there's actually a few quotes from girls who aren't boy crazy mm-hmm. um so i actually give a pretty balanced view but you know, the whole point is the stereotypes are only damaging when girls think they have to choose between being the smart nerdy type or the fun fabulous ditzy type mm-hmm. that's when it's damaged that's when those stereotypes are damaging this book does the opposite it breaks that stereotype and says you can be all these things take among them there's no contradiction. If you're smart, you're going to be better at anything you want to do, even being fabulous. Mm-hmm. And here's how. You know, you're going to be better at figuring out what those shoe sales really mean. You're going to be better at picking the right guy because you know who you are. Mm-hmm. And you know you don't have to dumb yourself down. That's what the books do. Look, we know that most girls do like reading teen magazines. Not all of them, but a lot of them do. Sure. And I'm reaching out to them in particular and saying, you know what? You can do that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you're fine. Here's some perspective, you know, along the way. Absolutely.
1: So your books, um, they've, they've been on the New York Times bestseller list. And that means that people are buying them and reading them, which is so awesome. So what's the next step for you as far as books go?
2: I'm not sure. Maybe geometry. Oh, fun. Um, you know, that, that would be the next logical step. You know, my, my next step in life is I'm about to give birth like, probably in two weeks or something. Oh, to, congratulations. Um, thank you. So I'm trying not to make any, like, immediate plans. <laughs> because sure,
1: because you I have big things what, coming.
2: Yeah, I don't know what life's going to be like, and I want to um, want to be a dedicated mom for a little while. I really want to be there. I don't want to just pass the kid off to somebody else. and You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I especially with all this child development stuff that I do with the books, um, mm-hmm. I know how important it is to give the right messages at an early age. But I, I think geometry will will be next. I'm pretty sure. And I'm doing a lot of voiceover work too because I've got this big belly. So I've been doing um, some cartoon work for Cartoon Network, which has been really fun. Oh, how fun!
1: All right, so um, it's time for the Grokatron 5000. I hope you
2: were warned about this. Um, yes, but I got so little information about it that I don't. I was warned about something, but I don't know what it is. I'm being warned against. All right. <laughs> so well, Charles, take it.
0: All right. Usually, with our guests, we like to play a little game, and the game is called the Grokatron 5000. <clears throat> So it's time for the Grokatron 5000. It is our supercomputer, formerly known as Deep Blue. And today the Grokatron 5000 (laughs) has chosen the topic numbers. How about that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So for the following five uh, people, the Grokatron 5000 would like to know whether the uh, following people would be considered real, imaginary, complex, or rational, and why.
2: (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? Number one, Bristol Palin. Oh, gosh. Complex. Well, she's just got a lot going on with her and her family and the public eye. And I would not want to be a teenager in the public eye in that kind of context. So she's got a lot of complicated things to deal with. Fair enough. All right. Um, Oprah. Number two. Oprah. Oprah. I think she must be imaginary. <laughs> she is kind of <laughs> yeah, magical. She yeah. matches that much power that quickly. has that many followers. It's a little bit like a god of some sort, so let's call her imaginary. <laughs>
0: right. Okay, thank you. Fair enough. All right, uh, person number three, Glenn Beck.
2: Glenn Beck. Wow. What were my choices again?
0: <laughs> Real, imaginary, <laughs> complex, or irrational?
2: You know what? I think he's actually a, a unique kind of number that fluctuates. <laughs> um, because sometimes it makes a lot of sense, and sometimes I'm like, what? <laughs> so, uh, I actually, I mean, I was actually on his show uh, once. um like oh, really? Two years ago. And I had a great time, and it was like a really great interview. Um, and then I since I've I've heard some things that I'm just like, okay, I don't know. <laughs>
0: so. so he does spend time in the real plane every now and then, though. <laughs>
2: right. Yes. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. So number four, Dr. Grig- Grigory Perleman, also known as Math Sputin. Do you know about him? I don't. I don't know. He refused a one million dollar Millennium Math Prize oh, when he. Yeah. Yeah. You know what?
2: I was going to say, he's probably one of the most real people ever. I think that is so awesome. I think he, he lives on a, he's like one of those people who everyone thinks is crazy, but actually, maybe he's the sane one and we're all crazy. <laughs> that's how I, that's <laughs> what I come down
1: that one. All right, and finally, number five, um, any of the real housewives of New Jersey? <laughs>
2: yeah, those are not Those would not be real. (laughs) Those would be in the irrational category. (laughs) I have to say, and and I'm saying this never having seen the show, Mm -hmm. but um, all those reality TV shows are the farthest thing from reality, so I hope everybody actually knows that. I hope everybody knows that those shows are scripted, and they're all made up, they're all pretend, Okay, so maybe that's, maybe that's imaginary then. Yeah, I guess
1: it's imaginary. <laughs> imaginary, irrational, yes. complex, yes. yeah. All that. No,
2: probably not very complex, actually. <laughs> very true.
1: <laughs> okay, well, good luck to you and your upcoming birth. That's so exciting. Um, thank you. Thank you for talking with us today. I really appreciate that. And um, special thanks to, uh, to you, fabulous author of Hot X, Algebra Explos- Exposed. Uh, that's the second time I said
2: that. Algebra, right. exposed. algebra
1: exploded i know <laughs> well it's a
2: good explosive topic uh, okay it, it, you know I, I explode algebra as 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 uh, <laughs> in addition to exposing it for not being so hard after all there we go
1: so if anybody is out there who knows a girl who is taking a math class do her a favor and and check this book out it is wonderful thank you danica thank you so much for having me on your show all right have a great one thank you thanks bye-bye I-
0: all right, you're just listening to Dana McKellar talking about her new book, Hot X, Algebra Exposed. This is the Grok Science Show. Just to into- two... grok science show now it's time for some grok news
1: we have a very 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 special announcement the grok science show staff, as in the two of us, we will be participating in the Bacon Takedown. It's the first time that the Bacon Takedown has taken place in Chicago, and that will be on Saturday, September 11th at Lincoln Hall, and that's on 2424 North Lincoln. If anyone is interested in tickets, they're $15, all-you-can-eat bacon recipes. um, You should go to chili-takedown.com or just Google Chicago Bacon Takedown and Portions of the ticket sales are going to go to Feeding America, so stop by and say hello to us.
0: How can one not stop by for bacon?
1: Bacony goodness. I know. I know. And us—we're so charming.
0: <laughs> exactly. Come on by, have some bacon, and uh, talk to the Grok Science Show. The phone keeps
1: switching. Before we go any further i want to give a special shout out to my one fan mick mick thank you for all of those nice comments on the website
0: thank you very much mick and uh we appreciate all comments our website is www.grox.net visit it and uh leave us a comment
1: one more time Come and visit us. Come and hang out with us at the Bacon Takedown this year. The Grok Science Show staff will be there competing in full force uh, for this year's Bacon Takedown. The first time it's ever been in Chicago. September 11th, 1.30 at Lincoln Hall. Um, that's 2424 North Lincoln. If you'd like tickets, they're are 25... Oh, no. they are only $15 for Grok Science only Show 15 fans. Only $15? Oh, yes. Wow. For our fans. How can fans, you beat that? Go to chili-slash-takedown.com or simply... Google bacon takedown Chicago, and portions of the sales will go to Feeding America. Come say hello.
0: Hopefully they're feeding America with bacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the Grox Science Show. I've been Charles Lee.
1: And I'm Elise. And we we'll
0: are back into more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to see us, you can do so on the web. Our web address is www.grox.net. You can also email us at science at grox.net, and we're on Facebook.